thought in this life I come across fans and hoes I like to get my fans a rose Curse of the talent and everywhere I go They wanna change clothes and pose But my wife be in my dreams, bruh No, I couldn't see it I saw a silhouette, I know I can make a way But when I wake up, no, 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 no I just break out, no, 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 no. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Diamond Rivera of the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast, and you're tuned into episode 126. But before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Dubachata Radio, where you can listen to this interview in high quality. As well, we are available on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Catch up on all past 125 episodes of the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast. Also, this podcast will be heading over to Dallas in October for the Dallas Bachata Festival. For more information, a link will be provided after this interview. And tonight, people, yes, we're bringing it back to Texas. We are, as they say, in the deep, in the heart of Texas. And for me, Talking to artists, whether what style you dance, bachata, salsa, kizomba, zouk, compa, uh, everything for me, I really love talking to artists of many styles and meeting this person in 2019 at the Dallas Fest and seeing her progression, her journey, especially throughout last year, uh, really acknowledging how much work she's put in within her community, uh, bringing some motivation, bringing dance classes back, but really focusing on the topic of female empowerment. And today, people, we have here from the deep heart of Texas, the one and only Miranda Kitty. (laughs) (laughs) And and right now we're in the kitty corner, I'm assuming. Yes. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Honestly, Miranda, it is an honor for me to have you here tonight. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. I mean, let's just say this past year has been a whirlwind. Um, I mean, for many of us as artists, as performers, uh, but most of all, I I love always talking to artists to really gauge their perception on things. But as I as I always do, and I ask the first question is, how have you been throughout this past year? I definitely learned just how introverted I am. So Mm. I've been um, living my best life here at home, Um, developing my kitty corner um, Mm. and just just creating a space for me, myself and I. Yeah. Man, and hearing that, uh, it makes perfect sense because understanding that a lot of artists that I meet have told me the same thing, realizing how much more introverted they are, even though we're in a public format, public setting, uh, public atmosphere for so many years and congresses we go to, realizing when those moments are taken away from us, how really uh, in tune we are with ourselves, and probably rather be home. And I think it's even more amazing that the Kitty Corner, I believe, is at your home. So you're kind of in yeah. in two worlds at once. So, I mean, that, <laughs> that's really good. Um, and for me, too, especially watching your content over this past year, I've loved it. Uh, seeing you collaborate also with other women, uh, focusing on the topics of body positivity, 
uh, female empowerment. Uh, these heels classes are amazing. And, you know, I, I really appreciate it because I know the time and effort it takes into putting that type of production together. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I heels dance has meant so much to me, especially in quarantine in my kitty corner. Mm -hmm. You know, it was my form of self-love and looking at myself and mm -hmm. believing in the person that I saw and and um, empowering myself. And so that's the main reason why I love teaching Hills Dance to women is to empower these other women to also love themselves and believe in themselves. And I think it's so powerful and, and important for every woman, every, every human being, but especially every woman to do so and learn how to love themselves and feel empowered. Absolutely. I mean, especially throughout this past year, realizing how vulnerable we really are, not just as a dance community, but as a whole and realizing uh, the topics of mental health, depression definitely come up a lot. And realizing, too, even though we are artists, we're still human beings with feelings, with emotions uh, and our own personal gripes. But, you know, me having this platform, I, I love that I can have people like you on because it's really about you telling your story before someone else can tell it for you. And, you know, like I always start all of my interviews here, I love understanding, of course, the successful part, but I really want to know as well how it all started. So kind of give us an understanding of who Miranda Kitty was before <laughs> the Kitty Corner, before it all, Who who's Miranda? Well, Miranda is a... Um, a shy girl born and raised in California, uh, grew up dancing in the dance studio and uh, loved math and loved doing schoolwork. And um, went to college for engineering, got an engineering job. And then it wasn't really until after Miranda after I graduated from college, um, that I started, I guess, developing a different relationship with dance, more of mm. a personal relationship with dance, and really like not just going to the classes that my parents put me in or my parents thought I would like, but mm -hmm. really figuring out the classes that I liked and just trying everything. You know, I found partner dancing, I found pole dancing and heels mm -hmm. dancing. And so, you know, I, that was my time of growing and figuring out who I was. And pole dance was around the time when Kitty was born. I, mm. um, there's actually, there's a bar here in Austin called Rooftop on Six, and they have poles. And um, right, I think it was in college, my friend in college took me to this bar and he was like, I know you're going to love it. And <laughs> I don't know why he said that, but he was so right. I, I mm -hmm. didn't know how to pole dance, but I got up on this stage with the pole and I was just dancing and having so much fun. And then um, I, I don't know how I chose cat ears, but mm. I started wearing cat ears to go to this bar 
so people would remember me and um, it worked and yeah. everyone downtown was like oh you're the cat girl you're yeah. dancing over there and i'm like yeah that was me <laughs> and then i wanted to get better at pole dancing i guess so i started mm -hmm. taking classes and i just started wearing cat ears to dance classes and then i would say like kitty you know, and people calling me Kitty really yeah. stuck when I changed my Instagram name to be, to have Kitty in the name. Mm. So, and then, um, yeah, just people in the heels community started calling me Kitty. And then now it's, now it's, you know, my brand and, you know, mm -hmm. my creation and it's developed into so much more and it will develop into so much more. And <laughs> yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, and to hear that, to hear that, that story came about of, you know, your friend bring you to a bar, you uh, just question is, how did you get the cat ears? Where, where did that story come from? How did that even like, I, formulate? I wish I remembered, but I went on Amazon and something, I don't know. I, I guess I was looking for a headband. Maybe mm. I was looking for cat ears. I really don't remember, but I bought cat ears. The same <laughs> ones that I always wear, the black yeah. lace, lace. Wow. And, wait, question is, do you have like five or six cats at your home? Oh boy, I have probably. Oh wait, cats. Cats. Yeah, I mean, no, two. not cat, not cat ears, uh, but cats. Cats. I only have two cat ears. I probably have like thirty. Oh Because God. people keep giving them to me as gifts, which I appreciate so much. Oh my God! I mean, <laughs> hey, it, it fits the brand. I mean, it yeah. fits the message. So, what year would you say this was around that this all kind of uh, started? Mm hmm. They're like 2017. Probably. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, yeah. see, for me too, and I love is that talking to artists from different uh, worlds in a sense, because we understand there's a salsa world, the bachata world, the kizomba world, Zook, and then realizing within those worlds, they have their own events, their own parties, their own crowds. And like you said, going from the heels classes, um, and heels classes have been really popular this last 10 years, especially with YouTube. I mean, one video goes viral and the whole you know state is known um but realizing my question now to you is initially taking these heel classes going from the pole dancing to the heels classes was it a gradual progression or were there some bumps along the way uh well i i because i grew up dancing and taking mm -hmm. all these like technical classes dancing in a heel the actual like physics of it I, yeah. it felt pretty natural but the thing that i had to learn and had to start to be comfortable with was dancing in a sexy way and yeah. like it is a kind of vulnerability you know opening yourself up to this different side um but as a growing and maturing woman um, it was really fun and exciting yeah. So uh, was the kind of uh, heels atmosphere, was it big in Austin or is it a large community or is it kind of small? It started off 
really small. And I feel like when I first started was also when the heels community in Austin started building up. Um, so it started pretty small, but it's really growing. And we've actually had a few instructors from LA mm -hmm. come out to Austin. So I think that's really great. And, and I think it's definitely growing. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, you're taking heels classes, you've done the pole dancing classes. When was that point that you told yourself or figured out, maybe I can start teaching? I, right around when I started like taking heels classes, um, mm -hmm. one of the instructors asked me to assist her with their classes. Yeah. So, so I always felt like, I guess a role model kind of, and then she mm. ended up getting pregnant and she took a break from her classes. And so yeah. that's when I kind of stepped up and just decided to start teaching classes you know i started at like five dollars gather in this dance studio or this gym even mm -hmm. um and yeah and that's that was probably two years ago or so wow um wow. and then from there i you know i just started working at different studios in austin mm -hmm. yeah wow so then, you know, you're working at these studios in Austin. When do you actually get involved within the Kizomba community? How does that even transpire? I, I, it was almost around the same time that I started heels dancing. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 um, I found Kizomba and I started taking classes and traveling and just figuring out what Kizomba was. And then it wasn't until um, Marietta Villalobos here in yes. Austin, when she was in Austin, she asked me to train under her. And so that's when I really started to train even more. And and then um, I... I mm, I think it was probably a few months after that, you know, I just started um, styling, like Kizomba styling, and it kind of came natural from, you know, since I came from like the solo dance mm -hmm. world, I'm used to dancing on my own. I'm used yeah. to this like solo self-expression. Um, and so I started teaching a little bit of like Urban Kids styling. Yeah. Wow. So now, since you said a, an important term, urban kizomba, because for me as the novice person understanding, um, can, it, can you give us a, a kind of brief summary on the different styles of kizomba, what those may entail? Yes, I will try my best. Um, <laughs> so, so urban kiz is a urban evolution of Kizomba and Kizomba mm -hmm. comes from the uh, uh, comes from Semba, which yeah. is from Angola, Africa, and Semba is really about a party. That's what Kizomba means, party. But it's mm -hmm. a it's a cultural family kind of party dance, um, and it's a marching dance kind of mm. steps. It's all about the steps. 
And then um, uh, when Angolans moved to Portugal, um, they kind of morphed Semba into this mm. other version, morphing with, you know, European styles. And, yeah. and so uh, this kind of different form of Semba evolved to Kizomba, which was uh, a lot slower. Um, but still the same steps. And then an even further evolution of Kizomba came with some, um, some influences from uh, kind of ballroom styles or yeah. European partner dance styles. And so now we have urban Kizomba, which is still all about the steps. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more linear and you have more um, more uh, urban kind of musical elements where it's not just this continuous flow. We have some stops, some breaks, um, yeah. syncopations, um, but it's all based around the steps and just, your connection with the ground. Absolutely. I mean, I think with all dance is really also about connection, but I, I find it interesting, like you said, of talking about that dynamic of, being in a setting with heels when it's kind of fo solely focused on you to now going into Kizomba and you actually are working with a partner, maybe a person you've never mm -hmm. met before, but you have to somehow find a connection. So my question to you now is, you now in the Kizomba scene in Austin, um, do you remember like your first social or event that you went to a mixer and what was that experience like for you? Um, yeah, I, I actually went to Neo Kids, the, the Urban Kids event here in Austin, I think it was 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, my friend was going and, and I had no idea what Kizomba was, Urban Kids was, he just said, it's a dance party and I'm going, do you want to go? Yeah. So I went and the music was awesome and and I was so confused. I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. Was it tango? Mm -hmm. And like, uh, I had done some salsa bachata and like growing up in my family, I had also yeah. done that as well. Um, but I was faking it till I made it. You know? <laughs> I don't, and I enjoyed the music and so many of the people there were just really nice and kind of showed me the ropes mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, and then, so yeah, that was my first experience with it. And I did a lot of dancing on my own. Mm. <laughs> um, just in the back, enjoying the music. But yeah. it was, it was, um, it was intense. <laughs> it wasn't, I, I had no idea what I was getting into, but. I mean, <laughs> I love the honesty. I love the complete honesty and transparency <laughs> because, you know, to see how far you've come now and to think back of where you were, I mean, hey, right there is an example of progression uh, because it happens to us. We go to our first event and it's kind of like a deer in the headlights moment of, okay, what am I getting myself into? But the difference is with many people like us, we find an interest rather than it deter us or mm -hmm. push us away from it. Um, so now my question is to you, you've been to your first event and you know, you, you're starting to like it more. How long was it until you really kind of felt comfortable 
going to events and, you know, really feeling comfortable about whoever I'm dancing with, you know, things are going to go kind of smoothly. Um, uh, I mean, uh, training with Marietta really mm -hmm. helped. She's an amazing instructor. So I feel like that was the huge turning point once I started going to her classes mm -hmm. and also, you know, learning first key zomba before, you know, to truly understand urban kids. Yeah. So I, I think that was really the, like, the pivotal, the pivotal mm. point and the point when I felt like I had a better understanding. Gotcha. So for the person who's saying, hey, I've been to salsa congresses, festivals, bachata festivals, tell me what it's like at a Kizomba festival. Can you give us a, a kind of a, a brief understanding of what goes down at Kizomba festivals? Mm -hmm. um, dark rooms, like loud, loud bass. You can <laughs> yeah. feel the bass when you mm. walk in wherever it is, the hotel room, the hotel yeah. floor, maybe even on the elevator as you're going down, you hear that boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, I, you know, it's always... Because Kizomba, Urban Kids, you know, is so much about connection and because the dance is sometimes a very close dance and, mm -hmm. you know, it's such a, um, it's such a communication between the lead yeah. and the follow. You spend a lot of time trying to understand the lead and the follow, you know, um, I think a lot of deep connections are made. So, so it's always warm hugs. It's always family. Mm -hmm you know you these people become your family and you see yeah. them at all these festivals and and yeah that's beautiful amazing awesome and everyone should try it absolutely i mean <laughs> hey i i definitely don't disagree uh i've been in those kizomba rooms at bachata festivals they get hot uh especially like the dallas mm -hmm. bachata festival when they have that little kizomba room with benga and all yeah. those people yeah it definitely gets interesting. So now it actually leads me into kind of 2020 and realizing the tumultuous year that it was really not, I mean, of course, for the whole world, but especially as well for the dance community, uh, realizing many studio owners, directors now had to reconfigure how they were going to move forward. Uh, and for me, uh, as we talked as well, and as I announced earlier, was me really getting to know you more as an artist around that time last year in the beginning because you know there was that initial period in april going in actually in march going into april when you know you needed kind of that source of in motivation and inspiration and throughout those months and leading on then looking at looking more into your work and seeing for me you were one of the initial people i saw especially on my feed producing content for the masses, you know, out of the out of your own time and your own effort. So kind of give us an understanding of that thought process and how that came about. Mm, well, um, there's one of the studios that I teach at called Esquina Tango. They very quickly, you know, once things started shutting down, they very quickly um, started doing Facebook live classes. Yeah. 
and um, and so I I kind of threw my <laughs> yes from the kitty corner. Uh, I kind of <laughs> threw myself into it, you know, and um, I think the thing that really helped me was having a hour long video of seeing myself teach mm -hmm. and just learning from that and learning how to get better, how to create a better experience for students, how to make it fun, how to, yeah, how to keep people moving, how to keep people motivated um, and, and share dance. You know, that's, that's one of the main reasons why I teach is share dance. So how can I best mm -hmm. share dance with everyone through my class? And, and I was just having fun and, and just trying to grow. And, um, and one of the biggest things that I learned is lights just make mm -hmm. everything cooler. <laughs> yes, that is true. And it, it brings us to what we have behind you, which is the kitty corner. And it yeah. kind of is a world within your own world. And, you know, tell me really now, you've started these classes, what was the feedback like, especially you, you know, there was almost like a schedule that you knew like, hey, uh, Miranda's about to come on and do a class. And, you know, over time, you're doing these classes, what was that feedback like? um yeah yeah it's, it was um really awesome to have you know people from all around the world kind of tune mm -hmm. in and and to be here from austin and be able to connect with all my kizomba family all over the yeah. u.s and all over the world and even people that i didn't know you know i had someone from japan message mm. me like oh i loved your heels class and and to have these classes recorded and on Facebook and yeah. they could go out there and watch these classes whenever. Um, so, so, I mean, yeah, the feedback, you know, from students was always positive. And I think mm -hmm. people were really appreciative to have, to have, you know, something to do and something happy, something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And now we're actually going to get into our last visual I'll put out. This was a heels class, I believe, that you had did. Uh, I loved each and every minute of it when I saw it, but we're about to check it out again. So everyone, check it out. Take off my heels, wipe off my smile. Feels like I haven't been alone for a while. So I slip into something more comfortable. Looking in the mirror and I love it. God, I loved it. I mean, but also too, I think also that song, I'm in love with myself. And 
that having a message and you know for me really everything again like i always say on the platform is everything makes sense everything you're doing growing up and being already in dance finding your confidence finding the positivity within yourself uh realizing that you know now having the opportunity to be a teacher and an instructor you're inspiring so many more people so a question that i have before uh, we get into one of my last segments that I have called the randoms is, you know, with, you know, 2021 here, um, we're finding some sense of normalcy in a sense. Uh, what is really for you, your future or your outlook on what you want happening within your career, you know, going forward? Mm. Um, I mean, right now, you know, and, and even recently, I've started mm. to integrate some like confidence and some mindset, you know, um, mentorship, really, um, in my heels classes. And I think, you know, I think just for me, mm -hmm. and what I've realized through quarantine is just how much heels dance can be used to boost confidence and, um, and as a form of self-love so so i've started to integrate that into my heels classes but even more so than that i'm i'm in the process of creating kind of a a course a course for women that want to learn how to heels dance but also how to connect with their femininity and feel empowered and feel fierce all through heels dance absolutely absolutely and you know for me seeing an artist like yourself with so much growth and progression especially over this time i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what you have in the future and now it helps us transition to our last segment that i have called the randoms which is about 10 questions that allows myself to get to know you better uh so miranda all i need to know is when you are ready is it is it timed? Is there a time? Uh, no, I'll give I'll give you some I'll give you some <laughs> I'll give you some extra time. But okay. uh, let's let's start off with the first question. If you could have one wish, what would it be? Um, one wish. I would wish to. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I would wish to have little to no regrets in life at the end mm. of my life. I like that. I like that. All right. Next question is, if you could have your own store, what would it be called? <laughs> um, uh, well, something with Kitty. I mean, Kitty Corner. Could we? Could we? Yeah. Could we, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Kitty Nook. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Kitty Next Castle. question. <laughs> Kitty <laughs> Castle. Okay. The cat. Yeah. Kitty Castle sounds more appealing than uh, the Cat Castle. So I like that. All right. Next question is: Is everything bigger in Texas? It is. It really is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've seen donuts at the Round Rock. I mean, huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can find anything. In San Antonio, they have like 
four foot diameter pizzas. They brought out the pan and it's like as tall as me. And this wow. whole slice is like that long. Yeah, My it's God. amazing. Well, next question is, do men take your classes? They do, they do. And and heels dance is really for anyone mm -hmm. who wants to express and explore femininity. And I encourage anyone who feels, you know, drawn to do so to do that. And, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite meal? I love seafood, mm. specifically shrimp. So anything with shrimp. Okay, perfect. I like that. What is your favorite hobby? Dance. All right, besides dance. <laughs> um, um, I like doing origami. I haven't done that in a while, but it's very meditative to fold this piece of paper and have something beautiful. Oh, I like that. I like that. All yeah, right, yeah. next question is favorite key Zomba artist right now. And I mean um, this. You're you're at a Kizomba social right now, which you're actually planning to go to uh -huh. next week. Who's one artist that you would want to social dance with? So a lead, a lead then? Again? Uh, a lead? Yeah. It could be a lead, yes. It can be any lead, doesn't matter. Or uh, if you lead, it could be a follow. Uh, I'll pick a lead. Um, okay. <laughs> I really enjoy dancing with Penico. He's mm -hmm. partners with Adelina, Urban Kids. All right, perfect. All right, next one is describe yourself in three words. <laughs> Fierce, feminine, and oh, fabulous, I guess. Hey, I like to that. Go with the alliteration. Fit, fierce, fabulous. The, yeah. the the three Fs. All right, awesome. All right, next one is, what's your biggest turnoff? We're talking about you know you're at a kids fest and uh, someone grabs you to dance and just everything is not going right. What's what's the biggest turnoff for you? Um, I I uh, well, it's holding me too tight, but also mm -hmm. since I'm small. It's when leads have like too high of a frame, you know. Mm. I'm I'm short. You have to lower your frame because then otherwise I'm like dancing like this the whole time. <laughs> and then just gotcha. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Last question is: If you're on an island, what are three items that you would have with you? A water bottle with the water purifier system. Infinite rechargeable batteries and mm. an iPad. <laughs> All right. There you go. I definitely love that answer. And I thank you again for doing this segment. I definitely learned a little bit more about you, that you're a shrimp lover. Uh, that, you know, you want a person with a nice form and frame to, to take care of you when you're dancing. I mean, hey, um, 
I definitely appreciate and also learning that again, everything is bigger in Texas. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> thank you again. And Miranda, honestly, from start to finish of this episode and this talk today, um, for me, I've felt I've learned a lot more about you than I already knew, but also me appreciating uh, your initiative and focus on female empowerment and body positivity through the work that you do. And, you know, it's been a honor, honestly, having you, especially a part of the Kizomba community that I really want to talk more with and understand that world even more, because I think through conversations, that's where we can make those changes. But before we go, I'd love to know if you had any last few words for myself and the audience. Um, well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. And, and I really appreciate how you, um, you know, how you bring to light so many, mm -hmm. so many artists. And also, um, I really appreciated how over quarantine, you spoke up about so many important topics. And you're a real leader for the community. And I think that's really important. And I really appreciated it. Thank um, you. I mean, thank you. And I don't know, what else was I supposed to say? <laughs> oh, just contact info on um, how people can get in contact with you and see what you're up to. Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Miranda.kitty.dance. Awesome. Yes. So everyone, you can check out Miranda Kitty's work there. And honestly, uh, it's been another great episode of the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast, episode 126. I'm here with Miranda Kitty representing Texas, where everything is bigger. And honestly, <laughs> everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, definitely please check out Miranda Kitty's work. There'll be definitely more to come. Thank you all for tuning in. And we'll see you this Sunday on a new episode. Take care, everyone, and be safe.